Welcome back to Lost Touch Channel. My name is Anton Vjeltsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. Today we're going to discuss a case dealing with Terry stops, which permit an officer with reasonable suspicion that an individual is engaging in a crime to briefly detain that person and make reasonable inquiries aimed at dispelling or confirming that suspicion. And then we're going to focus on the scope of the search that's often associated with Terry stops. And before we go on, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube and subscribing. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording, please give it a five-star review rating. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Law Stash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeltsin discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California State Courts on the Law Stash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Law Stash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we're discussing a Ninth Circuit case, United States versus Baker. And here's what happened. One week after a Sprint store was robbed, LAPD officers are observing a number of individuals congregating in front of an apartment complex. They recognize Mr. Baker as a known gang member who doesn't live at those apartments. So they suspect that he's trespassing. They approach Mr. Baker who lifts his shirt up to reveal that he doesn't have any weapons. Nevertheless, the officers pat him down and again, they find no weapons and no contraband. But they do see a key to a vehicle hanging on his belt loop. They take the key and they ask Mr. Baker what car he drove to the apartment complex. He responds that he doesn't have a car. Sure doesn't look like a Buick. I'm outside, where are you? I'm right here, I'm in the Buick. I don't see a Buick. Together, the officers and Mr. Baker walk over to the parking lot and the officer begins to click the unlock button on the remote to see whether the key would respond to any of the vehicles. As one of the vehicles makes the sound and flashes the lights, as it unopens, Mr. Baker flees. This might surprise you. Ooh, that's not a Buick. That's what I told him. He's apprehended a short distance later. Meantime, the officers can see through the window that there's a handgun underneath the seat. They can see the handgun, but at least some portion of it, maybe the handle. So he gets arrested for robbery as well as brandishing a weapon. He goes to trial where an expert from the government testifies that the gun that was found in the vehicle is similar or the same gun as the one that witnesses spoke about during the robbery. Mr. Baker says that the evidence found against him, that gun, should have been suppressed from trial because it was found in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the one that protects you against unreasonable searches and seizures. But just to repeat, the Fourth Amendment guarantees the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. A search involves governmental infringement on an expectation of privacy 
and that society is prepared to consider reasonable, while a seizure of property involves some meaningful interference by the government with an individual's possessory interest in that property. To establish standing to challenge governmental intrusions under the Fourth Amendment, an individual must demonstrate their reasonable expectation of privacy in a place searched or meaningful interference with their possessory interest in the property seized. Because warrantless searches or seizures of abandoned property do not violate the Fourth Amendment, persons who voluntarily abandoned property lack standing to complain of its search or seizure. We begin with the bedrock principle that searches and seizures conducted without a warrant are per se unreasonable under the Fourth Amendment, subject to only a few exceptions. One of those exceptions is a Terry stop, which permits officers with reasonable suspicion that an individual is engaging in a crime to briefly detain that person and conduct an inquiry aimed at confirming or dispelling their suspicion. And then if the officers believe that the individual is armed and dangerous, they can conduct an outside of the clothing pad down for weapons. Here the government says that this is a stop and frisk under the Terry stop because the officers believe that Mr. Baker was trespassing, they could have made their inquiries. However, the government fails to show how is it possible that they could take the key from Mr. Baker's belt loop. After all, that key is not contraband. It is not a weapon. So when they pat him down, they find no weapons and no contraband. And then in terms of making it a brief detention, once he's pat down, the detention exceeded again the scope of a Terry stop because once they patted him down and found no contraband and no evidence of a crime, why are they still detaining him? They're not investigating a trespass anymore. They're trying to find evidence connected to an automobile, which had nothing to do with their initial suspicion. So the court says this is not a proper stop and frisk under Terry stop exception. It indeed violates the Fourth Amendment. The government has failed to identify any case law showing that a removal of a key from a defendant's belt loop qualifies as part of a lawful Terry frisk, where a protective search goes beyond what is necessary to determine if the suspect is armed, it is no longer valid under Terry, and its fruits will be suppressed. The government's second argument deals with abandonment. As I previously mentioned, you do not have standing to challenge the Fourth Amendment search and seizure in the abandoned property. But of course, there are two types of inquiries that we need to make. Whether you have ownership in that property. And the second inquiry, whether you relinquished possessory interest in that property. And here, we're not talking about the vehicle. The court reminds the government that the search and seizure of Mr. Baker revealed a key. 
It is not the vehicle that was found. It is the key. And even though the statement by Mr. Baker that he doesn't have a vehicle doesn't relinquish his interest in the key itself, which was found on his body, on his belt loop. So the court says this was in violation of the Fourth Amendment. The Terry exception didn't apply. This was not abandoned property. He never consented to the police officers taking that key and the officers took it on themselves to exceed the scope of the Terry stop. The discovery of the handgun was the product of an illegal police conduct. Whether that conduct is framed as exceeding the permissible scope of a Terry stop or as a warrantless seizure of a car key where evidence is obtained from an unlawful search or seizure the exclusionary rule renders inadmissible both primary evidence obtained as a direct result of an illegal search and seizure and evidence later discovered and found to be derivative of an illegality known as fruits of the poisonous tree i hope you learned something more about terry stops and found this video helpful and if you did please give my video a thumbs up subscribe to my channel and hit that bell notification button so next time i post you'll be first to know and if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on audible or spotify please give my podcast a five-star review rating and finally if you want to support my channel please go on lostash.com and purchase one of these do not arrest this person t-shirts thanks for watching